Hello, and welcome to the Euro What from WhatElseIsOn.tv. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined today by my fellow WEIO Eurovision News and Entertainment Research Division specialists, Brian Brazell and Ben Smith. Howdy, folks. All right. How's everybody doing this week? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, nothing too exciting this weekend, which is kind of nice. It's weird not having any Eurovision stuff to watch uh, on TV. So it's like, oh, my, my Saturdays are free. <laughs> it's very weird, and yet it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't I don't know what I'm going to fold my laundry to now. So <laughs> no, it is really it's really good laundry folding mm-hmm. TV. Ryan, how are things going with you? Things are great. I'm back. Uh, thanks for holding down the fort last week. I have gotten myself a little dug out a little bit from a homework backlog for a um, I'm in a graduate school program. So uh, last weekend was like, oh, before we get into the like big, big swing of things, I should probably try to get caught up because it's only going to be more work from here on out. So, yeah, so I got a lot of that done um, and I had a great weekend this weekend. I got to celebrate Easter with a really cute. I guess she's a toddler now. Yay. <laughs> it was great. Hooray. Cute pictures, good food. Yeah. I spent Easter watching NBC's live musical with friends, and I was already a fan of, of Jesus Christ Superstar, and it was a real good production. I am so mad. I forgot that was happening. Oh, no. I was like doing chores. Oh, no. And then like I w- sat down to like check Twitter around like 930 and Twitter was blowing up and I was like, oh. <laughs> and Twitter, yes, and Twitter was... A Twitter. Yeah, I really, I, I was like, well, I'm not going to come in halfway through because I want to watch from the beginning. So I got to catch up on that. Yeah, it was a really good production. I, I've not seen Jesus Christ Superstar before or um, like even listened to the cast recording or anything like that. So it was kind of a new experience, kind of a weird okay. show, but. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's the, that's the whole. Th- I was just about to say that's the whole thing is that Jesus Christ Superstar is kind of a weird show. Yeah. But I mean, that's and like part of the course for Andrew Lloyd Webber. So. Well, yeah. And like it's very rooted in in like what was going on in 70s rock at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's good to have the whole team back together again. Yes. Yeah. And I uh, just wanted to share a piece of fan mail that we got over the weekend, which was really awesome. Like, it's like, oh, my yeah, God, people are actually email. listening to us. <laughs> people are listening to us and are emailing the email that we made. Yeah. And it's like not any of our moms. It's awesome. So I uh, just wanted to share a couple of excerpts from it. So just wanted to let you guys know your podcast is amazing. Thank you. Uh, I started listening last week and had to binge the rest of it. <laughs> Uh, as a Eurovision super fan, it's awesome to hear you guys. The other day, I was in a Staples where they were playing Ireland's 2016 song, and I had to do a double take. Uh, this is Mike again. I did a double take after reading that, being like, "What?" Uh- <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I mean, I I was just sort of slightly stunned because like I could not name Ireland's song from 2016 for the life of me. Mm-hmm. I had to go and look it up. I was like, <laughs> "What was that?" I don't remember. So. Good on you for being able to, know, to to identify that in a Staples. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he goes on to say, I'm hoping to pros- uh, proselytize Eurovision to more people this year with a party at my place. I know at least one of you is from Boston. That would be Ben. Uh, so let me know if there are large events or viewing parties. And that kind of got me thinking that we should probably start collecting that kind of information. Because yeah, uh, Eurovision is best enjoyed with a group of people uh it's a lot more fun to scream what is happening uh when mm-hmm. everybody else in the room is thinking is the exact also same thing. going is also trying to figure out what the heck is going on and process it to the best of their abilities right yep. so uh yeah if you go to our homepage at eurowhat.com 
Uh, you should see a banner on there uh, that says Eurovision viewing parties. And yeah, if you know of uh, like a bar or a cultural center or any other public venue, we don't want <laughs> we don't want to yeah. accidentally swap people's houses or something. Yeah, don't yeah, swap people's houses. Good. There's like a whole new rule that's like blowing up internet privacy do not post your house party unless you want the internet to come and say hi and watch eurovision with you uh that that is up to you but um yeah i wouldn't advise it but anyway you yeah. uh you can go to our site uh fill out a form and yeah we're gonna try to collect all these parties if you are looking for other like-minded folks uh we want to be able to help uh make those connections for you yeah, and if you're considering throwing a party, consider um, the approach that I take is I like to watch Eurovision multiple times. So I have multiple parties going on and I, none of them are public. They're sort of, you know, people that I know and in people's homes and stuff. But that way I get to watch the contest multiple times. So that's totally that's a, that's a way that you can do this that might make it more manageable if you want to throw parties with people. Just saying. Exactly. And can I take a quick five minutes? This is not usually our, our usual Eurovision 101 style question, but can I like take a quick break to explain the answer to the question? Why is my local Staples playing Eurovision songs? Absolutely. Sure, yes, please do. <laughs> okay. This is really just my best guess, but given that, but like the closest I've come to that is I'm a fan of the Danish band Alphabet. Mm-hmm. And as a fan of the Danish band Alphabet, I have had to like import their CDs via Amazon, so they're not super well known. One time in the summer at the grocery store, all of a sudden, like, their one of their songs off their latest album at the time started playing over the speakers and I was mystified. It's like, this is not a band that is, that is on the top forty in America. Why is this playing at the grocery store? And then it occurred to me, this song is titled Vacation. It is currently the summer. Ah. So somebody has gone into Spotify or whatever tool it is that the grocery store uses to to program their music mix for the month and has searched for the word vacation because sure enough the next track was was the Go Go's. So this was very clearly just somebody search for vacation, select all, add to playlist. Okay, but the name of the 2016 Ireland song was Sunlight, right? That's a, that's a really specific search. If you've been in New England in the winter, it's a very dark time. <laughs> yeah, okay, particularly this winter. Aren't that's you on fair. like your 12th your 12th nor'easter? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I take your point. Okay, that's a good point. So basically what what has happened here is that Whatever holiday or time of the year or whatever is driving the playlist has happened, somebody has searched Spotify, and for some weird reason, a Eurovision song has come up. Yeah, which is kind of strange, because uh, when I uh, told my husband about this uh, fan letter that we got and mentioned the Staples thing, he was just like, oh yeah, don't you remember last year when uh, I told you that the Walgreens down the street from us was playing uh, Denmark's 2016 entry? And that song was called Soldiers of Love. It was not very good. I have no idea why our Walgreens would have been playing it. But yeah, like uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what Spotify search brought that one up. But Was it Veterans know. Day? Ooh, no, this one during it's got, summer. Come on, it's got love in the title. Okay, it could have also been Valentine's Day, but I'm thinking they were leaning on the soldier's angle. Maybe. I, I No, I disagree. It's got to be the love angle. Ugh. It's got to be. Because that's not a very soldiery song. It's not a... <laughs> It's not a lovely song either. Anyway, well, let's no, not perhaps, they, perhaps they meant to include Sade's Soldier of Love. <laughs> anyway, thank you again for uh, the fan message. And yeah, yeah if you want to. fan mail. Yeah, and if you want to get in contact with us, we are all over the place. Our email is esc at whatelseison.tv. Our uh, online accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Eurowhat, E U R O W H A T. 
um, the question mark is optional. And uh, yeah, and if you're also uh, happy to be on iTunes and Spotter Podcast, leave us a review, leave us a rating, uh, let us know how we're doing, and it also helps people find the podcast. Yeah, if you guys leave us reviews, then more then it then iTunes takes notice, which means more people take notice, and that would be great. Yes, especially as we're getting closer and closer to the big event, which is what we're going to start talking about this week. Uh, so we've got two semifinals Yay. and a grand final to dissect uh, during this wild speculation season. And uh, the way that we're going to approach it, uh, just so that these aren't like five hour long episodes, we are going to break each semifinal in half. We're going to do the first semifinal this week and next week, and then we'll do the second semifinal the two weeks after that. Uh, and then in this week's episode, we're going to talk about the first 10 songs of the first semifinal. Each of us is going to take one of the songs and... Uh, try to make the case for why that entry will qualify for the final, even if we don't think it's going to qualify for the final. We're we're, we're still going to give it a vigorous defense and uh, try to convince the other two people on the panel uh, of why this song should advance in the competition. Um, and yeah, hopefully get some spirited debate out of it. Azerbaijan is uh, 10 for 10 currently uh, heading to the Eurovision Song Contest Grand Final. Um, this year they're sending ISIL with Cross My Heart. It's written as X My Heart, but pronounced Cross My Heart. So as I mentioned, Azerbaijan's 10 for 10. You, that doesn't happen accidentally, right? That happens because you have a great team. I think Azerbaijan's strength this year, as in many years, is that the production team will be able to take this song that I think it's kind of a bubble song, but a really good production could really send this flying high. You know, we saw last year with Croatia that took a song that none of us thought was even going to come close and took it all the way to the grand final. Um, a really great production of that. So I think Azerbaijan is not working with a crappy song. They're working with a good pop song, right? Um, a very solid song that I would hear on the radio and sing to and not change. Um, and... They are going to be able to do, I think, a really good job of taking that and really elevating it with a stage performance. The song itself is really catchy as well, which I think will will help it stick in people's minds and they'll be able to sing it afterwards. So I think I think the song um, has a pretty good chance of going through to the grand final. What do you all think? I'm going to side with you on this one, right? I think that I, I agree that it's is it my favorite song in this half of the final? No, uh, but I think that it's it's sort of on that positive side of the bubble. And I think that Azerbaijan, if nothing else for the past 10 years has, has proven that they know how to stage a Eurovision song and is probably already deep in the works of figuring out a way to make this a compelling, memorable presentation. At the very least, if they, if they somehow don't get through the final, like K jewelers should snap this one up for like that Jane Seymour <laughs> hearts collection. Cause this, this song sounds yes. like a jewelry ad to me. It does. Yeah, I have this as my number 11 at the moment. Like um not not to get 
too into into the weeds here, but we we do a couple of rankings over the course of uh, speculation season, and yet looking at how I have my rankings going through for this particular semifinal, like I was like, oh yeah, I, I agree with that top ten, but I'm kind of disappointed that these ones didn't make it. And then like looking at the YouTube rankings and being like, oh yeah, I agree with that top ten. Oh, I'm disappointed that these ones didn't make it. So like there there are more than ten good songs uh, in in this semifinal, and. I think this one is going to be a test for Azerbaijan. It's, I, I think it's an okay pop song. I don't think it's a great pop song. I think, I think calling it a jewelry ad is pretty spot on. I could really see this one going. <laughs> I, I could really see this one going either way. Um, like this, this is the most bubbly of the bubble entries. I think. Yeah, I. So I also have this one placed eleventh in my personal rankings. Um, and you know, I, I'm. I agree with you, Mike, that I'm looking at what else is in this and there's something is going to lose. Some good song that really deserves to go through to the final is going to not make it to the final out of this. And this this is going to be the heartbreaking semifinal, I think. Um, Maybe the other one, too. I haven't looked at it too closely. Um, But this is one that I just feel like, you know, we've talked about it before that Azerbaijan tends to bring things that sound sort of are recognizably Azeri. And this one isn't. And I... As much as I don't think this song should be the one that breaks their streak, I think it could be because it just doesn't have that extra thing that Azerbaijan, that extra, you know, something. Yeah. They just don't have it this year. Although on the flip side, uh, the song that they won with wasn't particularly Azeri. So. True. True. Although on the other hand, I have no clue how the, I still have no clue how that one won. Yeah, right. Oh, I, 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 have, was, I have my theories. Uh, oh, Tur- it, Turkey it, got it, knocked out. So everybody who would have voted for Turkey voted for Azerbaijan. Uh, <laughs> so. True. So we do we have we have one vote for Azerbaijan is that correct? Ben are you are you voting for Azerbaijan? I I think this one's going to get through like of of the three of us I was the one who had it at at 8th out of my rankings. Yep. So, so I think this one I think this one's in. Okay. I'm and I'm a I'm a sort of heartbroken no. I don't want to see Azerbaijan not go, but I don't know that this is the song. I don't know. I'm thinking I'm thinking like both of us should like vote half yes and then that way yeah, it right. gets up to two. So like, <laughs> like this is this is definitely one that we need to revisit to see how our feelings have changed later in the season. Yeah, particularly yeah. if there are live performances of this one uh, made available. Um, yes. Yeah, I I think that's going to be the deciding factor. All have a choice we can make. There's always a choice we can make to help and to heal in different ways. Many are dying in vain Together we could ease the pain If somehow we could ease the pain Yeah, let's talk about Iceland. So I'll be real upfront. I don't like the song. That said, there I think there are some things that could potentially get the song through. I don't like to say that songs are generic. In, in a positive way, but I think this is the kind of song, I think there are, as we've already started talking about just in this first half of this first semifinal, there are a lot of songs that elicit a lot of strong emotions one way or the other. And for every song that a lot of people really love, other people are going to really hate, right? Songs that show a lot of personality, that's sort of a double-edged sword. When you show a lot of personality, like with Israel or like with Czech Republic, you're going to get a lot of folks who really like that personality or really drawn to it. But you're going to get a lot of people who are really sort of repulsed from it and repelled from it as well, right? 
this song does not have that problem. The song is kind of generic in the way that no one's going to be angry at it. At least, you know, no one, no one's going to super. <laughs> no reasonable it. person is going to yeah. be angry at it. Sorry. Yes, no yeah. reasonable person. <laughs> yes, I, I might be angry at the song, but I, I, I don't think, I, I, I truly don't. I don't think that this is a song that's really going to make anybody mad. You know, the, the guy who's singing it, um, Ari Olafsson. It's called Our Choice. I think he's cute. I think he'll get. You know, people will like him. I think people will think that this is a nice song, and I mean nice in Minnesota nice, right? Um, <laughs> I'm teaching I, you my ways. Yeah, I mean, so nobody's going to be voting against the song because it's just kind of, it's 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 generic in that way. That said, I, I, I don't really think anybody's going to be voting for it that much either. Um, I think this is one of those that's just going to get forgotten. It's going to get lost in Israel, Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, a lot of the stuff that's coming in in the second half, like I just don't see where the song fits. Yeah, where do you, where do you stick the songs that it isn't cannon fodder? Yeah. I mean, and just to your point that it's, you know, that it's not a song that you can get mad at. I mean, you can't really get mad at a bowl of oatmeal. It's just there. Yeah. I don't but I I am usually the the biggest cheering section for Iceland and I have this listed as my last place for this semifinal because this is this is so processed this is such processed cheese I, I I just can't with this song with the lyrics of this song and the performance and just ah uh. I think you're doing a disservice to processed cheese I really like processed cheese and it's like very in, good in, like, on cheese a Philly cheese things. Steak. yeah um, but, but this... yeah no that yeah I, I'm doing a disservice to processed cheese because that has flavor <laughs> Even if that flavor is orange, um, but yeah, no, it is. It is just bland. It is so bland, and it is just like, what if you put? Every, it, this is like what happens if you put every single Eurovision song from the past twenty years into a computer and tell it to write a song based on this. This is what the neural network horked up, and they set it to music, and it's it's nice, I guess. It's 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 nice in the way that the Hallmark greeting card is nice. There's yeah. there's some there's some bland sentiment behind it. Can you help us out, Mike? Do you have anything positive to say about this song? Oh, no, no, thank you. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't need to drag me into this. No. <laughs> Just, oh, no, 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 I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, so, I, mean, I mean, like, it, it, it really does kind of sound like the defense here is, oh, no, just 20 consecutive life sentences, not the death penalty. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's... I so the only so I have this placed 18th. Y'all both have it dead last. And if this does come in last in the semifinal, it's dead last in the whole contest. Um, oh, I, I disagree on that. But we, we we can get into that when we get to the second semifinal. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. So I, I have this placed 18th, and the only reason I don't have it dead last is because there's another song that I am actively angry at, and we'll get into that in the next episode Let's, in the second yeah, half that's, of the that's next week's problem let's save that for yeah next week. no no but yeah. but that, that that's the only reason that i'm not in complete agreement with the both of you that this is not dead last but because I, I am i i am not actively angry at this song as someone who has done what appears to be just the thing to do when one is of a certain age and on instagram i have been to iceland there is so much more color and more and more interesting stuff to that nation and this is what they sent i'm really sorry iceland we love you Usually this song is just not, it's just not. Please, please do better next year.
Rights, Albania's Entry by Eugent Bushpepa. Uh, this is called Mall. And yeah, you may remember Albania from way back when. Uh, they actually uh, made their selection back in 2017, which seems so, so, so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they the first one? They were the very they first one. They are always the first one. Yeah. Albania is the first one in the class, like 10 minutes early, sitting in the front row. Yes. That's me. Yeah. It's my kind of country. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it me. I, I will be making the case for Albania this time. And yeah, I think one of the challenges that Albania has is, is selecting super, super early. So uh, there are 42 other songs that have come and gone uh, in between when we have last talked about albania and the song has gone through a number of tweaks uh it was uh i think it was close to four minutes in its original form so it had to uh lop off quite a bit and they also had to decide what language they were going to perform in. they decided pretty early on that they were going to uh, stick with singing in albanian uh, rather than translating to english uh, which i think is a good choice for this song uh part, part of the reasoning that they gave was that there was a certain amount of flow um that would have just gotten lost in translation what i like about it is it reminds me of like the finale performances on so you think you can dance where everybody's just exhausted and like the very final performance at the final four will do is they're all dressed in white and they're just really kind of running around the stage, but they're just so happy because they don't have to do like 15 routines uh, in a given week. And like, there's just flags flying everywhere. And it's just like this sort of unbridled joy. I think the video that Albania kind of supports this, like there's a lot of um, sort of contemporary dance happening uh, within it. And, it's tapping into like the sort of I don't even know what genre to call it. Like if, if this were American music, I would call it kind of more in the folk tradition. But like it, it's not like there's anything like Albanian folk about this. But this song reminds me a lot of Belarus's entry last year, Malta's entry back in 2015, where it's just uh just guitar work and just this joyful strumming i guess would be the best way to describe it and i think it it's something that could just resonate with viewers uh, in particular where it's just like oh that's just a really pleasant song and it, it just kind of taps into the the joy of the competition that's my case <laughs> mm-hmm. i love mike you have done a yeoman's job of trying to defend the song I just, I don't see it. I don't feel like the song goes anywhere. I mean, look, I said this from the very beginning. Then I was like, well, Albania's song is one of those that, you know, the beginning of the Eurovision season is sort of when the lackluster songs come out. And Albania, a song like Albania's will come out and go, well, I guess this is okay, right? I guess it's kind of got to be okay. And then other songs start coming out and I'm like, oh, no, that song's crap. Um, and that's kind of what happened with me with Albania this year. I, I just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. It kind of is at the same emotional level the whole time. I'm not convinced that they're going to have a really good idea of how to stage the show based on that. Um, what you, you, did you politely call it contemporary dance that's happening in the, uh, in the music video? I, I just, I don't feel like this is an entry. I feel like it's a song that would get played on like, you know, light rock radio or whatever, but I just, I don't see it coming close. 
Yeah, and I'm going to go back to just a word that you used, that you used, Mike. Pleasant. This is definitely a pleasant <laughs> song. I, I'm not sure it's a good song. It's Minnesota nice, right there. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Pleasant. Sto- how dare you? <laughs> Sto- Stone Cold Killer. Uh, but yeah. No, like it, it's it's nice. Like I can I can imagine it in the background of a trip to like a CVS. Uh, just just going back to our hearing Eurovision songs in weird places. Uh, <laughs> but it, it it seems it's 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 very nice. It's just kind of there. I like uh, in its favor. I like that they decided to stick with Albanian mm-hmm. as the language. I think too often yep, Albania right translates things into English very literally. Yep. And tries to cram all the words into the verses, regardless of whether or not that fits the flow. Uh, so good on them for 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 making that decision. But overall, like this song, I mean, I can I can see this one sneaking through if it if it was like a particularly lackluster final. But I th- you know this final surprised me in that it feels a little bit stacked in places. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're on the bubble, and I think they're on the the negative side of the bubble where this feels a little bit more likely to me to kind of slip off. I'm actually kind of surprised that you think that it's even on the bubble. Like, full full disclosure, I don't think that this one is actually going to qualify or even come close to qualifying. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, it's on the bubble for me, and that's near like the 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 top half of the the songs in the final that I don't think are going to make it. Okay, and this 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 and this could be like that one that where like I where I get like eight out of ten, and this is like one of the ones where surprise everyone from Albania that's in all the other nations called in for this song and they love it so much, and there's enough of them. I think if this song had ended up in the second half of the semifinal, it might have stood a better chance. Like I, I just have a very difficult time seeing where this can get placed in a where where, where well, people yeah, where it doesn't get it. steamrolled by something. Yeah. Like it's pleasant, which sounds so dirty now that I say it. But no, oh, no, yeah, it's, no, uh, yeah, no. Like I, I have made pleasant a dirty word. Yeah, but it's just like look, looking at just how this field is stacked up. It's pleasant. Pleasant is not enough, and no, um, not, not I, 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 enough. I think the grandmas out there are gonna go elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are other songs for the grandmas to latch onto. Like this song is pleasant, but so are like tan vanilla candles. Those are pleasant, but they're just kind of background. So did I convince either of you? <laughs> um, no. No, but you, were, but you were never gonna. So yeah. Have you made yourself? You're not on our side. Yeah. You're well, not on the side I mean, of you're this not song. even. You're not even. Yeah, like for a mic, so. you're not even convinced. So we we remain unconvinced. This is not going through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, Albania. Zero votes for you, Albania. Sorry. Keep on running. It's just a So let's talk about one that I am legitimately excited to talk about. Belgium um, is sending Senek with her song A Matter of Time. When we talked about this before, Mike, you were really excited about it. Uh-huh. And I, you said this could win. And I said, eh, it's not even the best James Bond song in the contest this year. I was wrong. The song is great um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, it is a great and dramatic song. 
Um, there's a lot. We I haven't seen a live performance of it yet. We've only seen sort of the music video, but the um, sort of like the last couple of years of music videos from Belgium, they've done a good job of sort of capturing the energy of the song and have also done a great job of translating it onto the stage. Particularly last year when they had a performer, Blanche, who was not particularly strong on stage. And she managed to carry that song despite her sort of anxiety being on stage. Um, one could say to... that she blanched. Yes, one could say that she blanched. And make it. You were just full of dad jokes. I wow. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, last year with Blanche, uh, she, you know, carried that song despite her sort of flaws on stage. Senek is a um, performer that knows what she's doing. She's seasoned. Belgium has a great team. This is a great song. Um, yeah, I, I see the song going through no problem. I have it actually in second place, um, for this, for the semifinal. I just, I think everything about it is really, really, really great. I don't know that it'll necessarily win the contest, but I, I have a much more favorable opinion of it than I did even just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I completely agree. Like I also have it ranked as my number two and, yeah, like my, my opinion has not changed from a few weeks ago when we last talked about it. Like, I, th- I still think this is a fantastic song. It's uh, when it when it does pop up on my Spotify, I do sometimes listen to it twice uh, in a row just because it, it is that strong of a vocal. And I agree. I, I think that she will have a very strong performance uh, just drawing from her previous performance experience. And uh, I'm eager to see any like pre-show live performances of this. And there's a potential for some really awesome staging uh, for this performance as well. Okay. And I am... I guess a slightly dissenting opinion, but it seems to be in the same vein as when we discussed Israel for the first time a few weeks ago in that I like the song. I think I completely agree with the two of you that this feels like a very easy through to the finals for me. Uh, I definitely want to see what, what Senate performing live sounds like and what they have kind of cooked up for the actual live performance here. Cause it, it's for me, this, this song is a little bit slow, a little bit on the slower side of the, of the various entries I like it, but there are other entries that feel a little bit more dynamic to me just on their own. Where, yeah, like you guys have, you guys both have this in second. I have this in sixth. So again, like I think this is, a, this is, this is easy to get to see going through to the finals, but I want to have a better picture of where this is sitting in the running and what that performance is going to look like. Okay. But there's no other song like this in this entire semifinal. True. I mean, maybe, maybe Greece. You could maybe argue that Greece is sort of in the same vein, but not really. I mean, I wouldn't make that argument, but sure. So that's three votes for Belgium? Yeah, that's yes. three votes for Belgium. Good job, Belgium. You did it. Yay. Yay. Um, we have consensus on one, finally. We, we <laughs> no. have, yeah. Well, one positive consensus. Yeah, one positive <laughs> consensus. Uh, so the next one we will talk about is Czech Republic's entry Lied Me by Mikolas Joseph. So this one, okay, like a couple of years ago, well, number one, Czech Republic wasn't even in the competition uh, and they just 
barely qualified uh, two years ago, did not make it to the final last year. And yeah, this year they have just completely defied expectations and have an extremely popular video on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I mean, before Israel came around, it was one of the most viewed videos uh, of this this season. It, it's been maintaining popularity since the song was selected, like, at the end of January. So, like, it, it's standing the test of time, which is um, kind of hard to do at your uh, for your vision entry. It still feels like a very current song, very accessible song, for the most part. I mean, uh, I, I don't think I've heard the cleaned up Eurovision TV-friendly version of it yet, but still listen to it every time it pops up on my Spotify. So... Um, yeah, I think I think this one's going to like breeze on through to the final. Ryan, what do you think? I'm going to punt. I want to hear what Ben has to say first. All right. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, I so I like this one a lot. It's fun. It it gives me kind of the same vibe as as Moldova's entry from last year, oddly enough, although huh. without like the weird marriagey overtones that one did have during like all of the performances. Mm-hmm. Although I think that's just part of Moldovan culture. Uh, but but yeah, no, this this is this one is fun for me and it, like it hits it overlaps with like the parts of top 40 radio that resonate with me. Not all of that does. I tend to be very very indie pop in my taste, but every so often I will catch a clip of what's going on in like normal person radio, usually on a plane, and we'll be like, "I need to listen to that song like 20 more times." And this hits that sweet spot for me. And it's like, I shouldn't like this song as much as I do, but I do. And it's like, it is, I don't know. Again, I, I want to see what the cleaned up version sounds like. And I want to know what this performance looks like. But like, this feels like another easy through for me. So I actually agree with everything that both of you have said. I just find the performance by Nicholas Joseph so smarmy that I just can't with this song. It's I, I, I've, I've placed this in 15th and I will say it's not in 16th, 17th, 18th or 19th, which is a good sign for the song for me in the song. Um, I, I think if we had done this initial ranking a little earlier, it would have been lower. So it, 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 it would have been moment, like 57 or <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like it, I'm at the, this moment in this song where like, I'm I'm war- I'm warming back up to it. When I first heard it, I was like, "Wow, I love this song. This is great. It's got all the things." And then I like watched the video and was like, "Nope, nope." Um, at this point, again, I said you know earlier, how likely am I to skip the song? That's sort of one of my benchmarks that I'm using. And right now, I am very likely to skip the song. Okay. I, I think as we get closer to the contest, that may change. I don't know. Maybe I will still continue to sort of hold this against him. And and I don't know Nicholas Joseph. I don't know if he's smarmy. I just think the performance that I have seen so far of him has been smarmy. So I think, I I think, I think though, like on some level, the song's content requires a smarminess to the performance. Yeah. But the, the lyrics are fast enough that I can just sort of ignore them and just enjoy the sort of the musicality of the song. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what a live performance looks like. I did see a small clip of him performing at the Eurovision pre-party in Riga, Latvia, um, and he was just sort of standing there. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know what the ultimate stage performance will look like, um, but I may get a very different vibe from this. Right now, this this fits sort of squarely into that torpy hamster date kind of smarmy guy on stage thing that I just it just rubs me very much the wrong way. So we'll see 
what happens between now and the main contest. What I would like them to do with the stage performance is I want them to try and capture some of the energy in the official video for the song and figure out a way to bring that to the stage. They obviously can't bring an actual camel. There are rules. But, like, something that captures kind of the the energy of it, of the video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there is definitely a broiness about him that mm-hmm. is fairly off-putting. I don't, again, I will argue you need to kind of have a broiness to, to pull this oh, song yeah. off. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I saw a clip of his, because uh, he performed at, I think it was the Ukrainian national final. And yeah, it was it was the exact same thing where he's just kind of like standing there and gesturing uh, while he's performing. And as, as long as he's not the only person on stage, I think that'll be okay. Like if, he, if he's standing in the middle and there's like action happening around him, I think that would work. But um, yeah, if it's just going to be him. If it's just um, him. Yeah, if it's just him, I may need to reevaluate. But like if it's I, I just, he needs something as a foil to yeah. work off of. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, he's just like kind of spitting up there yeah smarmy spitting no 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 that's that's just gauche so <laughs> smarmy spitting in my eurovision no 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 <laughs> there are rules so <laughs> so the czech republic yeah. gets uh two out of three votes mm-hmm. from us that seems good enough to pass it through yep yeah these are the reasons i can't let you go oh let's say the song entry of when we're old by uh yeva zazamoskaita we talked about this one recently and i was kind of lukewarm about it i'm it's it's growing on me it's still huh i don't know like it, it still feels like it's taking a long time to get to where it's going but once you get there you appreciate having gone to this destination and yeah it's a very pretty song to listen to and it's just very i find it very soothing to listen to which is kind of interesting in this in this portion of the semifinal because there's not a lot of soothingness happening with these songs like belarus is not soothing uh bulgaria is not soothing (laughs) um even israel is like kind of in your face so i i think one of the strengths that Lithuania is going to bring to at, at least this half of the semifinal, I'm not sure about the semifinal as a whole, is just this kind of ah feeling that I I don't think is really all that present anywhere else. And that's a good thing. Like, I, I, I am in favor of their just being like, all right, just taking a breather, drinking my tea, going to be okay. So, um, yeah, that's my case. Okay. I mean, I I see this as sort of if I were a Eurovision producer trying to figure out the lineup for the first half of the semifinal, I'd be like, oh, cool. This is a great cleansing sorbet between these two very loud, very vibrant entries. And it, it it's something that can just be a kind of flyover country while these two go through. And th- if this one's if enough people like this one, cool. If not, it's it's fine. They had they had their three minutes. I know it, it's nice for me, but to to use a word that we used as a dirty word earlier in the program, it's pleasant. 
Gasp. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think this is a pretty good song. I, I've warmed up to it a little bit since um we talked about it, what, two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago recently. I, I just don't, I, I just, this is another one where I just don't see where it goes. Um, you know, in, in, in another semifinal, in a different, uh, a different combination of songs from this year's contest in a different year, I think this would have a better chance. I just think this year and this semifinal with this combination of songs, it just, it doesn't, you know, I, I, I sort of go back and forth on exactly which ones are going to be in my top 10 for the semifinal. And this never, never gets there. This never does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in part because of Mike, what you were saying with, you know, there's a lot of other songs that are sort of in your face um, and are going to be much more memorable. Whereas this one isn't, um, you know, fortunately they're not also this, this song and Portugal song for this year, which does not have to go through qualifications. Um, remind, I, I keep forgetting which one is which um, they both stick in my brain. So uh, Lithuania is not going to have to fight against Portugal, which is kind of good for it. Um, it doesn't have any other songs uh, I'm just looking at the list again real quick. Yeah, there's no other songs in the semifinal that sort of fill that niche. The I think the closest one is probably Iceland. <laughs> so I, I, I think, I mean, ultimately, I don't think it's going to go through. This one is not a bubble song. I have it in 14th out of 19. So I, I think it's solidly not going. Um, it's just kind of sad because it's a song that I feel like deserves maybe better, but isn't going to get it. Yeah, I, I, I think it, if it had landed in the second semifinal instead of the first um this would be a much different conversation like mm-hmm. I, I i think it is a very high quality song but yeah just with the way the field has shaken up like this is just one of those unfortunate situations where it's just like too many good songs and too few spots uh, to go around exactly some you know there are a lot of good songs this round and something unfortunately has to get cut I mean, I have this lower in my rankings, but it's one that I can definitely see moving up at, as the season continues on, although I'm not sure I see it crossing the border into, yes, this is going through. Yeah, I, I think this could land in 12th or maybe even 11th spot, particularly if the juries show a lot of love for it in a way that they may not for, you know, I the, I, I put Israel in number one and it is my favorite song, but I worry a little bit about what the judges or what the juries are going to feel about Israel song. Um, and I think Lithuania is one that might benefit from somebody looking for something a little less in your face, both um, in terms of the, the song itself, in terms of the content, in terms of the personality. Um, if there are judges from from countries that are looking for something a little quieter, a little more traditional, Lithuania is one of those countries that may benefit. All so right. do we have yeah, do we so have anybody who do we have three no's? Is this, I, are there we, any we are currently at three no's. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, no. Lithuania. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's tough because it's just like, all right, if, if Lithuania gets in, which which of the other nine, what, what gets knocked out? And yeah. 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 Like there there are all, quite a few kind of locks that are in this semifinal. So yeah. that just is even fewer spaces to go around. You're divine and he's about to regret. I'm not your toy, not your toy, you stupid boy, stupid boy, I'll take you down, I'll make you watch me, answer with my dolls on the mother but I'll be not your toy. All right, let's talk about one that we all love. Yes. 
Hi, Israel. Hi, Israel. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're still pretty unanimous on, yeah, this one's going through. We all have this ranked number one. Yeah. I oh. think that's about as unanimous as unanimous can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we technically, we don't even have anybody assigned to defend this one. Yeah, we, we're just, this like, one is going let's, through. Let's just so. say, we just have five <laughs> minutes for gushing about Israel on, on, the, on the plan there. Uh, one thing that I will say, though, is that I want them to find a way to stage this song that is not just Netta behind her soundboard thingy for the entire song. I want this to be dynamic like the video is dynamic, and it, the video is very dynamic because of editing and cuts and dancers. So figure out a way to make that work in your performance. But they can they can do that same. They, I mean, in the live video, she's not really moving around. Like, the most moving that she does is she twirls in slow-mo in, in, the, in that really awesome dress, right? I, so I think that's kind of a false binary, um, Ben. I think they can both have her behind her soundboard because she's actually using the soundboard mm-hmm. and using a lot of cuts and using dancers create a really dynamic experience around her as well. Like, I, I think they can do both of those things. I think they need to do both of those things because I think a lot of... What's driving the song's popularity right now is the music video. I mean, we've seen it's it it has like it has broken the record for most YouTube views of Eurovision video ever, and we're still a month out from the contest, a month and a half out from the contest. What I'm most looking forward to in the coming weeks is uh, I can't recall if she's going to be at the London Eurovision party or the Eurovision in concert event or both, but. There will be a live performance of this available before the actual show, and I'm on pins and needles for for when that drops. So, like, I don't think that's going to give us a flavor of what the stage performance is going to be like because, like, they got to they got to get people up on the bar stage, sing your song, and then get off the stage so the next act can be. Yeah, there, exactly. So. Yeah, those concerts are very much built for do your song and get off as quickly as possible because we have twenty other people to play their song. Yeah, um, it still looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm I am not as concerned about the stage performance of this one. Like it could probably just be like crowd shots for the entire video and everybody just kind of losing their mind, which uh, I I will be one of those people probably. But yeah, I, I guess I don't really have anything else to say. This this will get through to the final. Yeah, this, this is this is yeah this is this is a lock. Yeah, yeah. Um, like this, this is the most sure I have ever been about a Eurovision entry in quite some time. <laughs> One other thing about Israel, I wonder if they might be able to take advantage of that company that has the LED like wristbands and stuff that's partnering with Eurovision again this year. Mm. Your your comment about the crowd shots made me wonder what if they I don't know that I've seen anybody incorporate those wristbands as a really active part of the performance. I mean, I, people sometimes do little things with them. Um, and they sometimes during the like, you know, interval acts will will have them programmed yeah. to do something. I wonder if that's something that Israel could take advantage of this year, you know, because of the lack of LED screens. Maybe they're able to use the audience as an actual part of the performance. I would love to see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three three uh, votes but, for Israel. Yeah, again, yeah. like uh, this one's a lock. Yeah. No. <laughs> no controversy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like uh, this part of the this part of the program could just been Israel. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Next. No need to Sky. 
Bruce is here, and they have submitted a song, and it is a song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing a real good job of defending this one. Uh, I mean, if nothing else, it is... It, it this song does kind of stand out to me. It is it's an interesting ballad in that it's it's sort of electronically based, which I think will stand out amongst some of the field, which is going a lot more traditional in the instrumentation. Uh, I think Alex Steve's voice is very interesting, and from what I saw of the national performance, they're doing that thing that they usually do with female singers, where they have like a bunch of projections on the dress, but with a dude. So if they bring that sort of same thing to the Eurovision stage, it could be something that is visually memorable, even if the song itself is kind of just a dirge for like three minutes. I don't agree with that. I So I do not have this ranked well. I have it ranked 16 out of 19. So I don't think this is going to go through, but that's uh, it. <laughs> which, spoiler alert, I have it ranked 17th. Yeah. Yeah. Our average is 16 among the group. So we're, yeah. I don't, um... I don't think this is a dirge, though. I think this song I actually have been very much enjoying on Spotify because I wasn't listening that closely to the lyrics. And then I listened to the lyrics and looked them up and was like, oh, the song is stupid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that without looking up the lyrics. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I like it. I like I like the melody. I like sort of what it's trying to do. I like that it feels emotional. Um, It just the song just lyrically needs a lot of help i like that his voice is a little bit different you know i'm I'm sort of attracted to those songs where something's something's a little not sort of the mainstream yeah so this this is an okay song but it just between the sort of lack of stage production the like they just had him in an led suit that was like doing it i think i the setting on your christmas tree lights where you're like do all the patterns and that's basically what his suit looked like <laughs> right like i just I, I just don't think between the song and their their conception of the stage production, it's just it's not going to be good. Yeah, and, and as much as I was trying to really play up that suit, yeah, no, it totally was set to lighting test. I didn't really care for the national final performance. I I thought his voice was kind of all over the place, and I, part of that could just be like production problems. So, um, I, I presume that sort of thing will be fixed uh, by May, but. Yeah, there's just a lot of baggage going on with this song about like, oh, like whether or not it should even be eligible, because I guess it had been publicly performed before the public performance deadline and like just all sorts of, I don't know, technicalities about it. There's like, ugh, uh, <laughs> don't care. But I, I find this song really difficult to latch on to. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I remember just like we were discussing all the drama and then like this finally like won after it had been rumored that it had basically paid to win. I was like, really, this? This yeah. is what all the, this was the, this is what the fuss was about? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also just kind of like the, the exact opposite of what Belarus sent last year, which I just enjoyed so much. And then this one is just so kind of clinical in, in its execution. I, I like that word. Yeah. I like it, that word in describing this song. Yeah. And it's just. I don't know, and like the music video is just really, I don't know, I find it kind of unappealing. That was another thing that really killed it for me. Like, mm-hmm. if, if I don't feel any kind of connection, or if I feel like a performer is kind of skeezy, and I just can't, I cannot, I can't. This is one that will probably benefit from placement in the running order. Like, I, I can see this being a sort of palate cleanser. I think it will get a little bit of a bump, but I don't think it will hurt other entries by its placement well so do we do we have any 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 votes for this i think i think it's just nose across the board yeah 
Sorry, Belarus. We still love you. I love Belarus. So next on the docket, uh, Estonia. So every few years, there seems to be an operatic-ish entry that gets that gets to the semis after winning a national final, and it seems like it is about time for one of those to pop up again. And Estonia has like a fairly solid track record when it comes to picking songs, uh, and they picked this one. And like, there is a certain beauty to the performance. I like one thing I I would say about this that I wish was is I want there to be a little bit more dynamic quality of the performance. It feels like they're letting dress projections do all the work. Uh, but like there is a certain Eurovision contingent that really likes this kind of song. It's kind of very dramatic operatic ballad sort of thing. And like, this is just some comfort food for them. This is something that seems like it will resonate with them. Even if admittedly, it doesn't particularly resonate with me. It doesn't really resonate with me either. I think this is a very overrated entry. I understand from a technical standpoint that I mean she she is accomplishing something that is very difficult to do, but mm-hmm. it just leaves me so cold. Like I, I'm just like so what about this? Yeah, like I can see this. I don't even know if it's going to do well with the juries because it's interesting that Croatia just keeps on being like our our benchmark for everything Eurovision. (laughs) Uh, But like last year's entry, I thought would have gotten through to the final because of the juries, just because he was uh, trying to attempt something that was very vocally challenging. Uh, But it was the audience that ended up pulling that entry through and score rather well uh, at the final. Mm -hmm. And I think only the juries are going to award points to estonia like there's just nothing nothing about this song that is charming or engaging like the the last operatic entry that i can think of uh for eurovision was uh il volo's uh grande amore and again it's that that song had like a very high degree of difficulty but it was also there was still a pop sensibility about it, and the mm-hmm. singers are all super charming. Uh, I actually saw them in concert last year, and yeah, like the that performance of Grand Amore just like still gives me chills. And yeah, this one, it's just like oh, well, that's yeah, cool. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's like watching. So, like it's like it's great that you just like nailed this very difficult number, but like it does nothing for me. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm really, I warmed up to the song. I originally was like, eh, opera, Eurovision, blah. Um, but, you know, after listening to it, um, I have I have really warmed up to it. it it's got drama to it. Um, her voice, it just gives me goosebumps. Um, I, I, I agree that they need to get a little bit more happening on stage, um, whether that's just a lot of dry ice, whether that's, wind machines whether that's pyrotechnics like you know even if there's not any other people on stage i think there's a lot they can do with the sort of visual aspects of the song to have to help it match the sort of the audio 
I I have this one placed eighth. I think this one could very well go through. I, I agree, Mike, that it's overrated. I don't think it's like second or third in the whole contest. Like, no, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think exactly for the reasons you stated that juries are going to love this, I think. Uh, well, if anybody loves it, it'll be the juries. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think this will get as much of the popular vote. So I don't think, I, I think it'll go to the final line. I think it'll do, you know, solid. It, it's not going to be at the bottom of the final, I don't think. But it'll be somewhere in the middle. I would say of the final somewhere, you know, around the 15 spot out of 26. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is a great song and I think we have seen uh, particularly last year, we have seen people go for songs that are just really well sung that do have a high degree of difficulty Um, that, that often does get rewarded at Eurovision. So I I think the song has a pretty good chance to go through, um, but it's still a little bit on the bubble. It's, it's one that could, you know, easily get knocked off by one of the other, you know, couple entries that I don't have going through right now that that probably will. Mm-hmm. And like, I think, well, again, like I want to see what this performance is going to look like. Just thinking about the fact that unlike past Eurovisions, Portugal has said, we're going to have a bunch of lighting stuff available, uh, but we don't have any LED screens. So are they still going to do the dress projection stuff or are they going to try and figure out another way to stage this? Well, I mean, they'd still be able to do the dress projection. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but... it doesn't prevent them from doing that. But yeah, like I want them to push themselves if they're going to get this kind of just okay song through. And especially like after last year's performance, which was just such a disaster. <laughs> like we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, like the the camera angles. It's just like, oh, we're just going to sh- uh, show the guy emoting at the screen and like zero chemistry with the singing partner. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, Sonia's got some work to do. So <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. So one vote. I'm I'm with you, Estonia. I see you. Okay, so since coming, so similar to Azerbaijan sort of having that unbroken 10 year record, Bulgaria, since returning to the contest probably about three years ago at this point, I think, has been solid. And they've they've moved to sort of taking their time, selecting an artist internally, and really just waiting until the last minute to reveal their song. And that's had some really, really positive results in the last couple of years. They've been doing really well. And they've, they've sort of carved out a, a unique identity. For what does a Bulgarian Eurovision entry look like? What does that, how, how do they mix pop with whatever traditions are going on in their nation? I've really enjoyed it. And I think uh, Equinox continues that trend with Bones. Uh, it, it, this, there's like a sense of gravity to this song. There's a sense of depth that I really enjoy about this. And it might just be the fact they have a number of different vocalists going on at once. You know, I, I this is a song where I kind of have to ignore the lyrics. And I really wish that the video for the song did not just focus primarily on the lyrics. But, I mean, with Eurovision in general, I tend to apply the mystery science theater rule and stop worrying about how they eat and breathe and other science facts. <laughs> just relax, Ben. <laughs> exactly, just yeah, relax. Right. Just enjoy the show. Uh, and in that regard, like, this is one where I really want to see what this group performing live looks like. But this feels like something that could that could 
pass through to the final pretty easily, just like their past couple entries have. I think it's a little more bubbly than that. Uh, and a, a little more on the bubble, I mean to say, than that. I, I, for me, I've got this in ninth place. So I think it's one of those that's in danger of being kind of picked off in favor of, you know, Azerbaijan sneaking through or a couple of other songs that I think y'all have more highly rated that may replace this sort of near the bottom of the top 10. I, I think this one's kind of in the danger zone. And I think a lot of it does hinge on the, the staging and the performance. Um, the song is good, even if the lyrics are weird. Um, you know, that's never really a problem at, at Eurovision. Yeah, it's a good solid song. I enjoy listening to it. Um, I rarely skip this on Spotify. That's right now. That is my sort of guiding light is how often when this song comes up on shuffle, how likely am I to skip it? And this one, it's like, well, I listen to it most of the time. Every now and then I'll skip it depending on what kind of mood I'm in. So uh, we'll see. I think, I think it's sort of on the bubble or very close to on the bubble. I think this one has a very high degree of difficulty just with all of the harmonies that they're attempting and what they're going to be able to do with the stage performance. I mean, since there are five people that like really limits their options in terms of just like, Oh, well, if you need dancers, like one of you's got, one of you's got to be the dancer. So yeah, if they're able to pull that off, I think, I think they're going to do extremely well. Uh, well, just on that point, I think they can take a cue from Belgium a couple of years ago with Loïc Notet and his, he had, you know, basically six, singers on stage that also had some dancey type movements and that worked really well right but 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 those were all backing singers yeah those were all those were all backing performers whereas equinox's whole thing appears to be that there's like five of them and they're all equinox yeah and presumably they're going to be equal on stage more or less and they can't just stand around and be moody the whole time like that's not going to be an interesting (laughs) performance and I mean, this Why song, not, le- like, well, yeah, but I mean, like this song lends itself to just like standing around and being moody, which I, I don't think that's going to be interesting to watch. You also don't want them like moving all over the place. So I think this is probably going to get through no matter what, just because the song is, is extremely popular now, but their overall success is really going to come down to their stage performance. And they've they've set a high bar for themselves. And if they can meet that, they could definitely be a contender this year okay and like just from just like just some more on like my end now that i don't have to take fully the side of defending this like this is also sort of in the bubble range for me ryan like this you had it ninth i have it tenth right now yeah although we'll see how that that progresses as i keep listening to these songs and and either warming up to them or cooling to them but yeah like i i mentioned that since bulgaria has come back they've been really really solid but i've like i really really like polygenova's entry from a couple years ago liked uh their entry last year a little bit less and it feel like it's been diminishing returns for me and that they're very solid but whatever like whatever spark they had with that first one has just started diminished a little bit for me it's still very solid still a really good entry in this final but it's it it's not as much of a lock as i would expect as i would expect bulgaria to be given their past history like they're ranked really high with the bookmakers right now and i think part of that may also just be kind of like the honeymoon effect of being the runners-up uh from last year so yeah well yeah i wonder like i think like one thing that often gets said about music sales is that how well a band's newest album does is is at least in part a reaction to their previous Mm -hmm. album and how well it did like i know with with phoenix in particular it was mentioned that a lot of people picked up their their fourth album after wolfgang on the phoenix did so well and like that album went a completely different direction but it sold really really well 
So I'm wondering if with the bookmakers, they're like, well, Bulgaria has done like second or third place the last couple of years. They're clearly going to do that again. Well, and, you know, I don't really trust the odds or the bookmakers this far out anyway. We've, yeah. We've shown over, you know, with, with, with some minor exceptions, there's a lot of movement that happens in the, you know, the week or two leading up, in, in part because people start to get a sense of the stage performances during the rehearsals. So Yeah, and, like, you, it's, it's like looking at the weather a month from now in that you yeah. kind of know what the temperature range is probably going to be, but anything can happen. That's right. Are you telling me it's going to snow in Lisbon? Because I cannot like, spiritually <laughs> handle that right now. <laughs> Look, I had snow in Boston today and it's April. So uh, anything is possible in no. Lisbon. <laughs> so three, volt, three votes for, for Bulgaria? Yes. Awesome. All right. Good job, Bulgaria. Yay. Yeah. So just to recap, the ones that we all agree on that are going to go through are Belgium, Bulgaria, and Israel. Um, two of the three think that Czech Republic will go through, and I guess we can count two of three for Azerbaijan since two of us have sort of a half yes on that. Yes. <laughs> and then there's, you know, one of us thinks that Estonia will go through, but we pretty much agree that Albania, Belarus, Iceland, and Lithuania are out of luck. Yeah. And we still have the second half of the semifinal to talk about. Which, yes. We do. We yeah, do. Which we will be covering next week. This is going to be a rough semifinal, and I'm kind of here for that. So, <laughs> yeah. If if anybody, if any of our listeners has an opinion uh, about these, let us know. We'd love to hear arguments. Please email us and tell us why we are wrong. Yes. Yeah, yes. or why we're right. Like, just you know, we you know we we're so close to this. It's I always appreciate hearing from people who are maybe not as invested and don't spend as much time because most of the Eurovision voters don't. Right. The most yeah. of Eurovision voters do not follow this as closely as the three of us do. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is a production of WhatElseIsOn.tv. Our Eurovision news and entertainment research division specialists are Ryan Brazell, Mike McComb, and Ben Smith. Follow our coverage of the 2018 Eurovision Song Contest at our website, EuroWhat.com. You can also catch us on social media at EuroWhat on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd like to contact us by email, we can be reached at esc at whatelseison.tv. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. You can subscribe to the EuroWhat on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. While you add the subscription, leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. We'll be back with more Eurovision updates next week. <laughs>